Hi everyone, it's David. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to What About Life from Indian Health Council. And I want to remind you that you can subscribe to this show via your podcast player. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify, really any of the podcast players that are out there, they have a mechanism for you to subscribe to a show. Just hit the plus button or the follow button or whatever subscribe button is available within your podcast player. And your podcast player will automatically let you know whenever we drop a new episode, which is usually Tuesday of every week of every month. Oh, and please leave us a review on your podcast player. Whether that's Apple or Google or Spotify, click a thumbs up or give us a five-star rating or whatever it is your particular podcast player does to show positivity. If you could show some positivity towards us, that'd be great. It helps in the algorithms and makes our show more available to more people. So you can help us with that. All right, let's get on with the episode. Thanks again. Hoka, Mio Mio. My name is Paul Gonzalez from San Jose Pioneer Nation. Employee here at the Indian Health Council, working as the Tipwick coordinator, and I'm here to offer prayer today for for healing mind, body, and spirit. So Creator, thank you for this day. That special prayer today, Grandfather, for healing for the people. I some people might be going through mental illness or kind of type of addictions or abuse, or anything like that. We ask for, for guidance and, and prayer and healing for these things. And see, that's your prayer for the folks who are gonna be offering words to the people for the healing of all these things, Grandfather. So we ask that in a good way. Welcome back to the What About Life podcast from Indian Health Council. I'm your host, David Dawson, the multimedia coordinator at the clinic. Joining me for this episode of the podcast are my usual cohorts, Jason Levine. Hello. Good morning. Welcome back. Arturo Calvo. Hello. 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 Welcome. George Pajas. I am here. (laughs) And Marissa Yepa. Hello. Good morning. So, guys, uh, we are into March, and March is uh, living with disabilities is what we're going to cover over the course of the next four episodes. Um, I I think to start it off, let's talk a little bit about disabilities as a concept, because I think when people think about disabilities, they predominantly start to think of like wheelchairs and people who are missing limbs. But in the context of, of what we discuss, there's more to disabilities than just the physical, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, disabilities. Take it I on. mean, it, it, it's a it's a big word, right? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk or or compare it to uh, some different uh, comparing it to physical disabilities and behavioral mental health disabilities. Yeah, because as a society, the perception of disabilities varies, obviously, with as close to home as it gets. And usually, we are just generally more sympathetic to certain disabilities than others. So if we could discuss some of that stuff, that would be cool. What do you mean we're more sympathetic to certain disabilities over others? Like, what exactly does that mean? So... uh Let's use uh, like a stew or a casserole as an example. 
Okay. So back uh, to food. We always yeah. we always <laughs> circle back to food. Everything, everything in let, life let's, is related let's, to food. Let's, let's do you know a, a pot of spaghetti to keep it close to home. Out here. With white sauce. Okay, white sauce. Oh yeah. Well, not not a not an LJ guy. Don't want to avoid that heartburn. It's a it's it's a good old spaghetti. Nana makes some good spaghetti, <laughs> and Nana will make spaghetti when you know if 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 a kid sprains an ankle, or if if we're a, a physical ailment, we're sick, we go to the doctor's a gallstone, or 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 you know mom's out of commission because she's she's sick or hurt, then gra- grandma brings over some a pot of spaghetti, or grandma will come over and make some spaghetti to to kind of. Fill the void of mom or, or make, make, make the kids feel better. And you give them food because you're sympathetic and you could see that she has a sprained ankle. It's going to be okay. Let's eat. Let's have some food. Let's, let's, let's get better. Uh, mom's not feeling good. She's got a cold or, or she's, she's, you know, having a surgery and, or, or, you know, let's get better. Here's some food. Mom, grandma's going to come over and cook and, and, and take care of dinner for a couple of nights and, and, and we're going to get through this. It'll be all good. But now let's say, let's, let's say, uh, for an example, mom's starting to have a bout of depression and the depression is getting worse. What's going to happen generally, generally is, is, is Nana's going to push away rather than bringing the spaghetti. Generally, Nana's going to be intimidated because she doesn't know what's going on. Just leave it alone. If you don't touch it, it'll get better. And so instead of soothing and food and talking and family gathering and support, I don't know what's going on. She's acting very strange because I don't know what depression is and I don't know the signs of depression. I just know it's not normal and she's not doing good. So I'm going to stay away. And so with mental disabilities, we as a society tend to stay away from these people when in in reality, they probably need more help than a sprained ankle. Because we could generally compare a sprained ankle and a and a, a bout of depression. Let's just say hypothetically the blues. Let's say a a breakup with a boyfriend and a sprained ankle. If I may, with all due respect to people that are dealing with these very serious issues, ideally, let's say a sprained ankle and a and a breakup can be roughly the same pain. What do you think? Yeah. A, a mind. I'm talking a little bout of depression. The blues, right? But, but if you talk about the somebody that's going through it, they might say no. Hey, I mean, you, you ever sprung an ankle? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm almost 300 pounds. I folded an ankle one time. I thought I was going to die. Okay. So, right? You know what I mean? Yes. Art? Yes. Compa- so, for comparing it, yes. So, they, I mean, yes. it's pain. Yeah. They're, and, they're and both the pain. They, they both can be as disabling as, as one or the other. Yeah. That's, yeah. I think, what we're trying to get to is comparing it, right? And and going back to, you know, what, what Dave was asking, we just generally tend to help the sprung ankle because we know, mm-hmm. we see it, it's swollen. This is how we treat it. Yeah, the person's stumbling a little bit. They're walking yeah, a little funny. Yeah, let's help them. Like you can recognize that there's an issue there. And and, yeah. and I think the thing that, that the physical is, is like there are definitive things that we all can do mm-hmm. about that, right? Like I, I can help a person out by, you know, opening the door for them and, you know, moving things out of their way so they're not having to use that ankle more than, than necessary to get around. But when it comes to the mental because it's an ailment that we can't see necessarily. It doesn't have a lot of outward signs. And there's certainly like, I can't move a table out of your way to make you feel happier. Um, that's, that's just inherently more difficult to cope with. I mean, going back to the food, generally if someone's depressed, they might not even want to eat. Mm-hmm. So I can't bring you food. You're not going to eat it. But I think that goes back to society, how, the unknown 
right? The fear, the stigma associated with, with mental health. I think right? that's what it is. Um, comparing it like even, I mean, I'm, 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 I hate to do this comparison, but a lot of diseases back in the 80s or the 90s that weren't as popular or not well known, it was the same issue. A lot of it, right? Like take cancer. I remember as a kid, when my parents would go around, somebody had cancer, they would say, oh, I was around, so let me go take a shower Let me before you come around me, right? That fear, that unknown. I ain't comparing cancer to mental health, but I'm comparing that, that stigma associated with a lot of these issues, right? So you're right. We're going to help somebody that has a swollen ankle, that has that hurt, the physical, what we can see. When And it's, part of it is we understand it. Yes. We're, 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 we're educated on it. We know how to treat it. Well, I think just in the just in the past maybe five or ten years, <clears throat> we've we've gotten more adapted to what a mental disorder is, because we know what a broken leg is. Yeah. We know that if you stand at a street, and then there's a uh, an elderly walking with a walker and someone talking to themselves right next to that individual, we're more likely to go and help the one that needs that we can see. I, I, great example. Mm -hmm. Good example. Yes. But as we, as we as we have adapted into more of the the mental illness that we can't see, that there's a lot more resources now to help individuals to understand. Well, well, that individual might be depressed or going through an anxiety attack, or so now we could actually see it because more people are getting educated. And that's something like we doing. definitely try to do as prevention educators in the community is try and bring that awareness and education. So that we know, you know, it's okay to ask the person who you can't physically see their needs. Are you okay? Do you need help? You know, just offering that support. Because just a little bit of support, like a bag of ice or right. a spray, going back to the ankle, a bag of ice is really all you can do. You, you hand the kid a bag of ice. Really with depression, a hug or, or a, hey, I'm here for you. Or, hey, let's go listen to some music or let's go for a walk. That that could help somebody, yeah. but you don't understand it, and mm -hmm. so it's stay away. Yeah. I don't want to make it worse. Yeah. I don't want to push them, mm -hmm. so, you so, know. And so, I, yeah. But the more education, the more educated and awareness that we get, the more we could we could care. I guess not that we don't care. Maybe that's a bad word. Well, I think it's understanding, right? So, somebody again with a sprained ankle, you understand that they can't move as well as they did prior to the injury. So you make accommodations for it, right? Like, okay, hey, you know, we're, we're gonna be doing this activity. You just chill there and relax until we've got this all put together and then you can come join us after we've done that. So you take the heavy lifting off of them, right? But somebody who's suffering a small bout of depression, they're mentally hobbling the way somebody with a, a, a twisted ankle hobbles physically, but you don't see it. Right, so the tendency is to is to still burden them with a regular heavy load of of mental activity that they're not really equipped for at the moment, right? Because you you don't really know any different. Right. You don't know better. You don't know that they're going through it because it's an invisible di disability, right? Um, and I think one of the things that I've really liked in the last ten or fifteen years is this idea of like mental health days like a lot of companies are, are allotting time for mental health days and, and being understanding that sometimes somebody's just not uh, emotionally or, or mentally able to cope with the, the stress of the day, 
right? And they need to take that time to go heal and, and rest their mind and relax. And I think there, there tended to be a, like, oh, you're just feeling a little down. Just, you know, just get back to work and you'll, you'll get over it. And I think that that can be really detrimental to somebody who just needs a little break, right? It's like you wouldn't do that to somebody with the sprained ankle, right? It's like I have to have a limp for my boss to approve my time off. Exactly. I, my back, I, they have to see me physically have a crate fall on me and I can get some time off. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, yeah. well, you know, the 12 hour days of, you know, five, six days a week are breaking me, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really important. Um, um, there's a few companies that I know that do that mental health day as well. They, in fact, even take the whole mental health day with the whole crew and say, hey, we're all going to go to the movies on this mental health day because, you know, we need it. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when you're getting worked up, trying to get reports in and, you know, all these different things in. Of course, you need a day. At least, I would say at least once or twice a month just to, you know, recognize as a supervisor and say, hey, we've, we've, we've been doing a heavy load of... uh presentations and stuff into that nature i think we need a, a mental health day well and, and recognizing because because i know the argument to that is well you have your weekends to re- relax our mental health doesn't follow a schedule right <laughs> like yeah, it comes out of nowhere right? we have mental injury when <laughs> we have injuries. mental injury nobody right? plans yeah, an injury nobody plans <laughs> twisting their ankle just like nobody plans on on being depressed from a, a breakup you know like or, or being depressed because their 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 pet is sick, or you know, or, or divorce, yeah. or all the all the things that can stimulate a, a, a mental. Some people just catch emergency. a bat of the blues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, and and, and sometimes it's chemical based. Mondays. you know, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I got a case of the Mondays. Um, you know, but some 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 people sometimes it's just a chemical imbalance, and they're they're not they're just not up to speed on a particular day, and they just need that day to kind of reset and relax and not not add to the stress because that's the thing right like if we keep adding to the stress that we're already feeling on the depression it just i I like to say depression feeds itself Mm -hmm. (laughs) right so like a a twisted ankle doesn't make itself worse but depression has a tendency if you keep adding stress on top of it to just keep adding to itself and making itself worse and it, it doesn't get better over time so a twisted ankle yes right let's compare it to mental health if you keep walking on it and you don't if you, keep if you don't rest on it right but the difference is is typically a physical ailment hurts so physically bad that you don't keep pushing well well compared to mental health right the same thing if you don't get that break yeah compare it to that twisted ankle if you keep if you don't stop if you don't rest it if you don't put ice on it if you keep walking on it is it going to get better no right <laughs> I can, uh, I, my example is I, I had a uh, both shoulders, um, surgery. Here this we one, go. Yeah. This one <laughs> I did therapy go. on. I just and want to give a little context. The, George and Jason share an office. Yeah. So George hears His hurt Jason's shoulder hurt with shoulder. my broken back. <laughs> so because I go did ahead. Therapy, this is a safe space, okay? Jason. Because I did therapy on the right side, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I came back to work the next day because I couldn't afford to not be at work. Mm. So I had to come back to work knowing that I had to pay bills and stuff. So I came back without doing therapy. Now, this one, because I didn't do any therapy, every once in a while it starts hurting. But it doesn't say I can't go back to therapy and continue to do it. 
but those are some of the struggles that mental part is like i have family i have to have to feed so i'm just gonna go through it and just Mm -hmm. do it because i have to right indian health council has been empowering native wellness for over 50 years we continue to do so with services like our mobile pantry where you can receive free and nutritious food for you and your family join us at our rincon facility on the second Tuesday of every month or on the fourth Tuesday of every month at our Santa Isabel location between 10 and 11 a.m. Upon arriving, you'll receive a variety of pre-packaged dry goods and bulk produce. The mobile pantry is open to all families and community members. Both of our sites are following all COVID-19 health and safety guidelines as recommended by the CDC at this time. Upon arriving, please stay in your vehicle and wear a mask when coming to receive your food and practice safe social distancing. We look forward to seeing you at our mobile pantry, and we thank you for listening to this podcast, Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970. I'm just thinking about all those people who, you know, live through this, their, you know, their issues, depression, anxiety their their conditions and you know just put their what they have to do first yeah they keep submerging yeah i think it's uh uh really cool that we're we're talking about disabilities in general because as society uh me being a man and a and a, a breadwinner a father and 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 a uh you know community representative working for a, a local clinic um it, it we have to be we have to be strong and tough and, 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 and being disabled or, or having a disability or being hurt it, 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 to some could be a, a, a weak, could be viewed as weak. And mm-hmm. so what I, I'd like this discussion and, and, and to bring awareness to is that people have disabilities and that's okay. And if we respect our, you know, each other, that we can give the people what they need and they could, they could thrive. If you guys could help me, what I'm trying to say, I think you know what I'm trying to say. So I think I started g- gibbering, but basically, it, disabilities are pretty common, mm-hmm. and most of us have them. I bet you most of us don't share them, right? And we just like Jason did. We just come back and grind it through. Mm-hmm. When if we took the time we needed and let our peers and our coworkers and our wives and our kids, you know, pick up the slack and get through that therapy and that treatment. And, and, and learn how to manage and cope, I think we could really become thriving rather than letting the disability really start disabling us. And taking over our lives. Yeah, yeah because, time. you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, um, I got a quote. Oh. Mm-hmm. Got let, a quote. Well, let me just go a little bit on just what you just shared. Okay, and then <laughs> I can and share my can, quote. And then you can get you your quote. It's, a super, it's from Superman. I think there's a lot of pride that go, goes into what, what you were saying. Is like, okay, I need a, I want to share but I don't want to share because I might be embarrassed to share it. Hey, or you know what? I'm struggling feel with vulnerable. this. You know, it's just like probably 90 to hundred percent of people. That's what they struggle through is like, I don't want to share this with my coworkers. I don't want to share this with my family because I'm embarrassed. Number one, or I'll, I'll get fired from or work. Get fired or I don't know the unknown. I don't know. Like yeah. I don't said, know. What. The unknown. Imagine, Here. imagine going to hang, going to, you know, hang out with the guys and it's like, I'm not going to make it today because I'm just not, I'm feeling the blues. I'm, I'm sad. Well, you'd get killed. 
Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, probably going to make fun of you, yeah. you know, because they don't understand. They don't understand. Well, it's also compounded by the fact that depression often leads to this kind of self-isolating behavior. Mm-hmm. Anxiety makes you not really want to talk to other people because it makes you anxious. Like, it feeds itself. Like, right. the anxiety makes you anxious about talking about being full of anxieties. Like, and then you don't want to talk to anybody. PTSD is all about shoving it down, mm-hmm. right? And Phew. and not and not confronting uh, the emotional burden that you're carrying. Um, so so many mental dis- mental uh, ailments feed that isolation, feed that not sharing uh, behavior. And unfortunately, for the mental sharing is really kind of the key towards improving and and good health so these these ailments are they're insidious in a way because they they kind of tend to push you to not seek the type of help that helps heal it um and i think that's really tough and then it's combined by the fact that outwardly um people may recognize over time that you're having these struggles but they don't see it just in casual observation with you right so you could be suffering for a very long time before somebody approaches you and says hey are you you okay (laughs) you know yeah um it's it's tough it's like a learned behavior like society has told us to stay away from those individuals because they might go crazy or they might do something or or hurt you or or do so. so it's a learned behavior like a lot of things that people have to share that with you oh stay away from that individual Mm mm-hmm you know, that's why it's so important today that there's so many resources out there <clears throat> that allow you to come in. You know, there's so many people that don't get help for 10, 10, years. 10 years or yeah. longer. According to the Mental Health First Aid Institute, mm-hmm. somebody with a severe mental illness who, like you just said, Jason, were, were taught to stay away because they could hurt us. Mm-hmm. Somebody with a severe mental health, like schizophrenia, is more likely to be assaulted or a violent act done to them, then they'll do a violent act to somebody. So they're probably going to get, they are more likely to, to be hurt than hurt somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah society, so that's what society it's tells just us. Mis- those individuals won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Also, there's, there's a big population out there, especially our elder population, that, that don't know they're, they're depressed. Mm-hmm. They don't know what it looks like. You know, growing up, they struggled. And they don't know that they're depressed. They don't know that they have the blues. They don't know that they need, you know, and then you offer it to them and there's a depression that's never existed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, having a family member, having people that help them, take them to talk to them, you know, take them to their appointments to help them, right? A little bit could go a long way. A little bit could mm-hmm. go a long way. Oh, yeah. What was your quote? Oh, man, oh, we lost the sting. I lost the sting. It never, it never loses it, bro. The quote was from Superman himself, Christopher Reeves: "A hero is an individual who finds the strength to t- to persevere and endure in spite of overwhelming obstacles." And we know he was he got hurt and uh, quadriplegic. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Superman himself, you know, and he actually embraced his and became an advocate. I think gave a lot of people hope. Because yeah. if Superman gets hurt and he's cool and he's okay, then you know what? I guess I'm okay. It kind of that's how I took it. 
And I found a lot. Of, Maybe no. I should have closed out with that quote. Oh. Sorry, I yeah. didn't have the sting that I thought it was going to have. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you, Yepa. No, that was a. I agree because I feel uh, just today in general, a lot of people are um, embracing their disability, like just autism, you know. Embracing, like, yeah, my kid's different. You know, I want to bring more awareness to this. I want to help people, you know, get early detection. Just embracing the fact that, you know, this is just another part of life we got to work with and live with. Yeah. And it also is, um, uh, because I have my my grandson is on the spectrum, but it's also empowering me as an individual to recognize other individuals. But not only that's empowering my grandson to to know that I know, right? You know, and then take the time more so than you would with your someone that's not on the spectrum, mm-hmm. and 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 take the time to say, okay, this is why. Yeah. So I have to present it in a different way. How cool are those? Uh, uh, I helped, uh, uh, or I I was went and supported my cousin on a walk, uh, right. autistic walk. I, mm-hmm. I, I think it was Sharon's walk, or there's a big one in, in uh, down in uh, Mission Bay. But it, I mean, just how you know empowering he felt and and mom mom you know some of these parents taking care of the kids that talk about not understanding can imagine what they're going through the 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 feeling of support and and relief that they get with that kind of support shows up mm-hmm. it just really kind of helps them some of them might be at breaking points you yeah. know yeah. Mm-hmm. uh so my my sister's one of her uh sons is, is autistic and when the tv show the good doctor came out um, which is about an autistic is that what Dookie Hauser boy becoming a surgeon? No, um, uh, George took it way back. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, way he back. Has one. Sorry, um, but when 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 that show came out and my sister started watching it, seeing a, a major network put forth a program about an autistic person's struggle to mm-hmm. function at a high level, um, as a surgeon, you know, and as a human being. Um, it's meant the world to her as a parent because it gives her hope that there's mm-hmm. a possibility for her kid as he grows up. And he's not going to become a surgeon like the guy on the show, but we've discovered he's incredible at playing a guitar. Oh. This kid picked up a guitar uh, during pandemic and in three months was shredding uh, Led Zeppelin songs. Wow. Nice. It's amazing. I mean, just like it just makes total sense <clears throat> to him. You know, um, so I think he's going to have a life as a musician because it just it inherently works for him. Mm-hmm. And um, and so we all have a lot of hope for him. But I know that show really gave my sister a lot of hope that that he's not going to have a terrible life. And that was like her concern mm-hmm. was that he'd be so misunderstood and, and not find his place. You know, and I, I think uh, it's important to realize that even if you have a mental disability, you can find your place in life. You can find your groove. You can find that thing that works for you and, and have a, a good and productive and healthy life uh, in spite of mm-hmm. the struggle, the right? With proper treatment and care, you can function. Yeah. Yeah. And support. And support. And embracing yeah. it and loving it and just being there no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think going back to the discussion is, we as a society have different perceptions of of what disabilities are and how to help. And uh, if we could just, you know, 
be more understanding and, and continue to learn about some of these mental illnesses. That's, that's the PEI team's goal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More mindful of the disability you can't see. I think that's, that's really key. Like understanding that not all disabilities can be recognized by a piece of equipment like a wheelchair. Right. Yes. But the need of that person is just the same. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that was where the PEI initiatives were founded was on identifying disabilities and, and the example that was used when, when the grants are being written and the, and the, uh, um, contracts were given. And, and when it started was we want to identify the kids in the classroom that are really struggling and why are they struggling? And you'd be surprised. There's a kid that probably can't see. And so that kid, and you, if you have him in the middle or the back of the classroom, how do you think he's going to do? Mm-hmm. He's probably going to fail because he's definitely mm-hmm. not going to raise his hand and say, Mrs. Jones, I can't see. I'm blind. What would happen to that kid? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He would be the freaking laughing stock of the playground. Mm-hmm. So what he's going to do is sit back there and shut up. Mm-hmm. And he's going to fail. And he's going to struggle. And he's going to be depressed. And think about, think about what he's going to be going through. And so the more we could educate our, our teachers and our parents and, and the kids themselves to have the confidence to identify these things, then we can get that kid help because there's help available. First, you got to under you got to identify what it is you need. You know, if you can get that kid glasses, he's going to be a totally different student, mm-hmm. totally different student, which I bet would impact his life. Yeah. You yeah. Know, making so. the, 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 the student or <clears throat> teacher to, to have an open conversation where the, the child can come to you and say, Hey, you know, I can't see, but a lot of times the kid's just going to keep going to school and not say anything. Or, or the kid tells the teacher, Hey, I can't see. And she says, well, go here, you know, also, also, Cause you got 30 kids in there and maybe half of them can't see. Nice. So there's a lot of obstacles in <laughs> just in general, you know, but the, if you can get that kid glasses or get that kid, you know, food, think about kids that are hungry. Shoot. That's a whole other topic probably, but also getting yeah. um decent glasses, right? Because yeah, it's right. not going to help him to get bullied and he has big old mm-hmm. bottle right. cap glasses, right? right? It's just going to add more to his, um, I, I, there was a story where there was a kid who uh, couldn't, didn't want to play sports because they didn't have the right glasses. Good athlete, but they couldn't mm. get glass. They couldn't. They didn't want you know to deal with the glasses thing. So they didn't play mm. sports. Yeah. So, uh, do we have any programs here um, to help people learn how to recognize disabilities? So going back to PEI, the idea from is is that we go out into these schools and these after school programs and these tribal programs. And we identify, we have a relationship. We build a rapport with the programs, the schools, the teachers, the faculty, and, and then the kids and, and the kids themselves. And we could identify some of the struggles and, 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 sh- and the teachers could identify and share with us and identify some of the kids. And then we can make referrals. Mm-hmm. So what, Jason and myself are, are, Marissa, I'm sure the same, uh, identify these and then refer, we'll refer. So usually, usually, usually there's, there's some sort of, 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 um, behavior issues going on. That's how they become identified. So then we refer to a therapist. Mm-hmm. So with a kid, we refer to, you know, Dr. Ch- uh, Dr. Carlish, uh, Amanda Chavez, some of our child therapists, we try to get them in. And then from there, 
the therapist would identify, then make more referrals. Now, if it was straight glasses that we need, we would say, hey, come on into the clinic. We got, uh, you know, we have an eye doctor and we have things and we want to convince, we get a relationship going, we'll rapport with the mom and the parents and we get them in, you know, refer them in and encourage them to come in to the clinic and get, you know, junior or, you know, Sarah might need some help. So uh, with, with, with glasses. So that's kind of how the, how the process goes. It's mm-hmm. not anything to do. We don't want to make it too difficult. You know, it's right. just about, Hey, why don't you come get an eye test using the eye, eye thing as an example. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, if it's, uh, you know, a kid acting out, you know, is, is everything okay? Why don't you have them come in and talk to a therapist? Cause you ask them everything you ask them, you ask a kid how they're doing. What are they going to say? I'm fine. Um, yeah. Fine. <laughs> now with the, with the, um, the individuals with the school, when we go to the school, there are non-native kids too. So we'll go through their process as well. Um, talk to the principal and then get them help to the counselor so that they can, you know, the parents can be aware. So <clears throat> either way, there's a process in what, how we do it with the kids. But like George was saying, I mean, with art, he, he recognizes it with the elders, you know, and it's not just, it's not just the kids. Mm-hmm. Marissa does her, her um, transports and stuff and she recognizes it in a different way as well. And then we'll talk about it. When we go out together, hey, did you see Johnny doing this, this, this? Well, what do you think we should do as a as a PI team? And say, okay, well, let's get him and let's get him involved. Let's get him down here. And it 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 takes a lot because parents might not be adapted to that, and they don't want you speaking to their kid in that way because Johnny's fine. Yeah, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. Don't come. Don't come to my home and say there's something wrong with Johnny. And then you have like four outlets saying the same thing. To right? to to break it down easier, Jay, I'm gonna say have them come in for medical appointment. Yep. E- even if it is behavioral, they can medical can call behavioral health specialist. They can call um, health promotion. I mean, health promotions, uh, research and development over there for other programs. So medical is the hub for. That's a great way, right? For they for come it. in here and then they could they can start the resource, the referral process to all the programs that are available to help that person. Mm-hmm. So. We're, we will stand in the gap for 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 individuals and and try to get the best help mm-hmm. that we can, even if it's outside of here. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I love all the work that you guys do, um, and I love sitting down and talking with you guys on the podcast because the the passion you guys have for helping the community uh, find better health um, it comes through, and I I get the privilege of seeing it every day at work with you. And I know uh, anybody listening to this podcast can hear that passion as well. And, and uh, you know, it's just a very special thing to have all of you guys on everybody's side, right? Like, um, so it's, really, it's a really great thing. Um, we're going to have three more episodes about uh, living with disabilities this month. Uh, so please, uh, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on your podcast player. If you're on Apple, that's the Apple Podcast app. If you're on Google, it's Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also listen to us on Spotify. Um, and just, you know, if you if you click the, the little check mark or the subscribe button on any of those players, uh, when our new episodes drop, you'll be notified and you'll you'll not miss any episodes of What About Life. Uh, guys, until next week, thank you so much again for sharing thank you, Dave. Uh, thank your you. passion thank you. and, and, and your, uh, your desire to help people. Um, it's really inspiring to me every day to come to work with you guys so i appreciate all of you Uh, until next time thank you yeah peace
Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970.